don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. We've been dealing with uh, relationships, uh, talking about uh, hookups and heartbreaks. Amen. And uh, I, I found out when I got back from my travels that uh, we had majored on, you know, teaching the married couples how to navigate that relationship uh, uh, in a marriage relationship. Amen. And uh, I decided to go the other extreme. I decided to go with the singles. Amen. So all my single ladies, all my single ladies. All the single people, uh, we started a journey last week talking about what I like to call the relationship readiness quiz. Amen? The relationship readiness quiz. This is basically a quiz that you, someone say you. In fact, don't say you, say me. <laughs> this is a relationship that when, mean, you take for yourself. Because here's what I noticed. We posted a video on Facebook. Uh, on, on, on relationships and singles and so on and so forth and self-introspection. And everyone who came on the page would just drop a name in the contact, uh, uh, comment section. N someone else's name. Like, I know you would need this. <laughs> and people would usually comment and say, I wonder, wh why did you tag why me you on this me one? This? <laughs> like, I thought of you when I saw this <laughs> message. Isn't it amazing that every time people hear a good word, it's always for someone else. <laughs> Like, oh, they need to hear it. Well, today, this one's for you. Amen. And if you're married, trust me, you can pick up something from, from today. And if you're single and not planning to get married ever, you still can learn something about how to relate uh, with people in general. Amen? So we dealt with the first five uh, questions that you should ask yourself to see if you are ready for a relationship. Because a lot of single people are saying, you know, Pastor, I want to get married, but are you ready for a relationship? That's the question. Because there is a lot of single people who are not ready for a relationship. So we dealt with the first five. And uh, today we're going to be dealing with the last five. So I'll let Amen. my beautiful Amen. wife. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we've been dealing with, uh, with five. Well, we've been dealing with ten uh, questions that we need to ask ourselves to assess whether we're really ready for a relationship. And last week we dealt with the first five. And, and this morning we're going to share with you the, the, the last five. Okay. So number six, I am healthy in mind, body, and spirit. My physical, mental, or emotional health does not interfere with having the life and the relationship that I want. I am reasonably happy, and I feel good. Man, you have to be the best version of yourself that's for it, you to it, be ready for a relationship. Uh, you know, there was a, a, a young lady that I met overseas, and, uh, man, she was a wreck. She was married, though, but she was a wreck. She was all about justice, justice, and equal rights. And every other post she posts, every other uh, conversation she's having, she's standing for justice. She's standing for equal rights. And there's nothing wrong with standing for justice and nothing wrong with uh, standing for equal rights, but it made her bitter. She, it made her angry at the world. And unfortunately, she took the same thing into her marriage relationship. Man, basically she was leading a civil rights movement in her marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
you know, she's fighting for this and fighting for that, and just she was not at a, a, a place of physical, mental, and emotional health. And the husband, you know, suffered through all of that. So, as a single person, you need to ask yourself, am I healthy in mind? Am I healthy in body? Am I healthy in spirit? Am I ready to have a relationship? Am I ready to, to, to start interacting with someone and have a relationship that I want? And do I reasonably feel happy and feel good about who I am? Or I'm angry at the world or angry at stuff and just angry in general and I'm a, uh, an emotional wreck. Because if you are, then you are not yet ready for a relationship. Amen. Amen. You know, Pastor Safari said something quite profound last week, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal it. Um, he said something like, um, he said, the lowest common denominator in every relationship that you enter into is actually you. And, 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 and the reason is you take you into every single relationship that you go into, right? So if you're taking yourself into one bad relationship after another bad relationship into another bad relationship, what tends to happen is you start pointing fingers and saying, it's, it's her fault, it's his fault, when all along you've actually got three fingers that are pointing back at you. Okay, so you need to deal with the issues that you're encountering. You need to deal with issues, right? Um, <laughs> who, here hasn't, who here hasn't dealt with heartbreak? Okay, you see, we all have, right? And I always say to people, when you have had your heart broken in one relationship, you need to take some time out and really just embrace that season of just being single. You need to have a he-tox or have a she-tox and just really make sure that emotionally you are ready to enter into a new relationship. And I, and I shared with the church this morning, um, I, I went through heartbreak. Um, it, it was quite bad to the extent that I went to a doctor. I went to a doctor. I booked and I paid for a consultation for a doctor to give me something to cure my heartbreak. And of course, the doctor just burst out laughing because there's nothing he could give me. And I left uh, feeling a little bit foolish. But it was only after I realized that, you know, um, I, really had to, I really had to deal with it. I had to, I had to start involving God in my life that I came across a scripture in, in Psalm 147, I think it says. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. And I really spent some time alone in my season of singleness, just healing and making sure that I was ready emotionally, physically, mentally. And when I was finally at a place where I was content, happy, balanced, whole, complete in myself, I then met my handsome facha, my handsome young man here, sitting right here. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's okay to be single. It's okay to go through and allow yourself to go through that season where you're healing, where you're getting happy and comfortable, where you're actually being happy being single. Because being single is not a curse, church. It's not a curse. It's actually a really good time because it gives you time in your aloneness, in your own space to really just assess where you are and what you really want out of a relationship. Amen. Amen. So, so you, 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 it's called the rebound. I think that's what it's called yeah, when you're it. in another relationship and you feel that you need to get into another one real quick to try and deal with, you know, the relationship that you just came out of, and it never works because you are caring. There's a lot of carry forwards. You know, and sometimes when you carry forward too much, the, the ledger is not going to balance. Amen? Yeah. 
because you won't be able to feel good about yourself. And if you don't feel good about yourself as a single person, trust me, you will not feel good about yourself as a married person. Yeah. In fact, they so actually have a saying, right? They say that if you're single and satisfied, you're going to be married and gratified. That's awesome. But if you're single and sad, you're going to be married oh man, and mad. Awesome. And not only are you going to be married and mad, but your partner's certainly oh going to be mad. Man. That is awesome. That is awesome. So you need to realize that, you know, when you marry someone, uh, you bring who you are. You need to realize that uh, if you come into a relationship, if you're a person with issues that you haven't dealt with, you're bringing the issues into a relationship. And uh, so you need to deal with the issues before you get into a relationship. Amen? So if you're unstable in mind and body and in spirit, just take care of that. Let God heal you. Let God deal right. with it. Let That's God right. minister to you right. before you get into another relationship so that you can have a long-lasting, successful, uh, gratifying relationship. Amen? Amen. Number seven. Amen. Number seven. My financial and legal business is handled. I have no financial or legal issues that would interfere with having the life and the relationship that I want. So money is the number one reason why people divorce, you know? And it doesn't mean the lack of money. It just says money, you know? Some people divorce because they don't know how to manage money, little money. Some people divorce because now God has blessed them with much and they don't know how to navigate and manage uh, that money. In fact, there's a man, I think, here in South Africa, won a, a lottery or something and uh, left his wife the very same week. What happened? He just didn't know how to handle money. So as a single person, you need to assess yourself. You need to sit down and say, what's my financial life? What does my financial business look like? Is all my debts paid for? Is everything that I need to take care of, taken, uh, uh, has, has it been taken care of? Do I have not uh, issues hanging? Because guess what? If you have a, a debt on you, when you get married, it's no longer just your debt. It's right. both of you. And, and you have to deal with it. So, for example, if you had minus 800,000 and you marry someone who has plus 200,000, <laughs> guess what? Together you is poor. <laughs> you know why? Because you didn't deal with your financial issue. And I want to say this to people who are looking to date. This may be also a great point for you to assess the people that you're looking to get into a relationship right. with. What's their financial outlook? Yeah. How, do they, how do they relate with money? Yeah. No, pastor, but I love him. Yeah, I, we know that you love him. We know that he's a great guy. He's yeah. humorous and so on and so forth. But guess what? There are two things that come into effect when you get married. There is marriage, which is the institute, which is, you know, the partnership. And then there is relationship, which is companionship and, you know, chemistry and so on and so forth. And you need both you to be successful in any marriage relationship. That's why we call it a marriage relationship, because you need both. Amen? So if you don't know how to uh, deal with money, and so on and so forth, I mean, if someone you meet is in debt, they buy all their clothes on debt, on credit, they their credit yeah. card is maxed oh out, yeah. man, it's a sign. Yeah, that's it. And that, you know, little thing needs to be dealt with before uh, you start going into the dating uh, 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 scene. Amen? Amen? So if you are assessing yourself right now, hey, and you know, Pastor T, I haven't dealt with my financial business the right way. Yeah. 
it may bring and present problems for you when you eventually meet with Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright, or whoever the potential partner is, so you want to deal with it right now so that you start a relationship on a clean slate. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. And, and, and I think it's also quite important if you're looking for a potential partner to, to, to have uh, conversations with them, right? So it's, it's ask them, you know, um, what, what's, what's, have, you, have you ever the been blacklisted? What have, have, are you, do you work? Do you like working? How many jobs have you had in a year? You know, how, have you ever been fired? Yeah? And, and you may not necessarily have to ask, but sometimes the best way to learn is through observation and really investigating, right? So be, be observant. Watch for these signs. Because as Pastor Tafara says, you marry a person's pre past, their present, and their future. So when it is uh, in the past it's been my debt, when you're married, it becomes our debt. Okay? It becomes our future. It becomes our non-job. <laughs> So you really do need to be, um, be very observant and, and, and be very brave to have those conversations with, with your potential partners to really just assess where they are financially, legally. I think legally as well, all your legal business, uh, business has to be handled. I mean, you, you're definitely not ready for a relationship if you have a case hanging over your head. Because you're going to get married this week and, and get locked up, locked up. <laughs> Next week, how's that going to fly? It's not going to work. So all your legal business has to be handled. Amen? And if you uh, were married before and you have children, you know, I found out last week at Life Group that you are not allowed to travel with a, ch with a minor without the both parents' consent. So if you have gone through a divorce and you have a child and you're looking to go into a new relationship, those are some of the things you need in <laughs> blueprint. You need in, you need in black and white. You need to know how do we deal with the child, you know, with your ex. How, at what times, because, you know, I was dealing with a situation where I had to pray for someone again in the States because uh, uh, they have some other issues there. It was a baby mama drama. Uh -oh. <laughs> and basically the wife was now coming back whenever she wants to. to and the excuse is I'm visiting the kids. But basically, she's coming to be a thorn in his flesh. Because you can't have a successful relationship and you dog me, you dump me, you, you silly thing. I'm going to make sure I'm at your house every single day. And my excuse is going to be the child, but I'm coming to make sure that your relationship doesn't you know, work. So how do you deal with that? You make sure that legally that is handled. You know, if there is a specific day that you have agreed with the courts that he can come and pick up the kids, that she can come and pick up the kids, then stick to it. But all of that has to be dealt with before you start uh, a new relationship. Amen? Because that stuff follows you, you know, wherever you go. So you just want to make sure you've taken care of it because what it does is it, 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 it makes your next relationship a success. Right. And that's what we want you to that's have, right. a successful relationship, a successful brand new that's start. Right. Amen? Amen? Without this person from the past you know, having a loophole that they can come in and mess things up for you. Amen? So you want to make sure that all the legal business is also taken care of. Amen? Amen. Okay. These are practical things are awesome. uh, that you can apply in your life. Very practical These and important. Awesome. You know, I saw a, 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 a clip on YouTube where the pastor just asked all the people, single people, to come up. 
on stage. And they came up on stage. And they said all the single ladies come up on stage, came up on stage and started tearing them. <laughs> and he said, okay, y'all need to work it out. I'll, I'll set a, a, a wedding date and y'all going to get married. <laughs> it may work for them, but I don't know if there's any free will in that. I don't know if there's any freedom of choice. God wants you to choose someone that Amen. you That's want. Right. God right. is happy with the desires of That's your heart. Right. And he wants you to choose someone who works for you. Amen. He doesn't want you to feel like, oh, man, he just forced me. Oh, well, this is the will of the Lord. No, it's not. Amen? So you need to make sure that you take all these into consideration so that you can have a successful relationship. Amen? That's right. Okay, number eight. We're running out of time. Yep. My family relations are f relationships are functional. My relationships with my children, my ex, my siblings, my parents, yep. and extended families do not interfere with the having the life and the relationships that I want. How's the relationship with your parents? You know, that's the question I usually ask people before they go into the dating scene. So what's your relationship like with your parents? Oh, it's non-existent, Pastor. I don't talk to them. We don't talk anymore. What's your relationship with your uh, uh, siblings? Oh, it's rocky. What's your relationship with your friends? Oh, I don't have any friends. Man, I'm starting to see a sign. Amen? And meanwhile, you're pointing at everybody, but there's about three fingers, you know, pointing back at you. So relationships are key. They are a sign of whether you are ready to go into the relationship uh, scene and, you know, meet with, meet with the right person. If your relationship with your children is not working, your relationship with your ex is not working. Your relationship with your siblings, parents, and extended family is not functional, guess what? You may not be ready uh, to go into the uh, dating scene. Amen? You, you're just not ready. And you need to assess these relationships for yourself. How do I relate with these people? You know, when I met my wife, uh, I needed these people in, in my life to help me make the decision. So when I met with my wife and we were still friends and dating and going out for lunches and dinners and so on and so forth. I took her to my uh, brother and my sister-in-law's house as a friend, still dating, and just introduced her as a friend and, you know, just watched how the interactions went. And guess what? They're also seeing, they're also seeing things that may be blind spots to me. And guess what? They have the best interests, my best interests at heart. So they're not just going to, you know, say the negative things for the sake of saying them. If, I, if they say them, I'm, I'm sure to pay attention. So I took her there, and my sister-in-law was like, wow, who is this? I said, she's my friend. She said, man, you know, <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope you're seeing this one, because I was a little bit uh, advanced in my age, <laughs> you know, and uh, she was so impressed, she started praying for it. Then, you know, calling my mom and saying, man, I think this old man may finally <laughs> be getting married. You know, we're tired of waiting, but I think he's finally getting married. And I was the last one in my family to get married, so the <laughs> pressure was on. Even his you know? little sister was married at the time, Everyone point, right? was married at the time. And uh, not only that, I took her to my pastor, yeah. you know, because I stayed with my pastor at the time. So I took her to my pastor, and we played Scrabble together. Because guess what? <laughs> when the competition hits up, the best of people come out. <laughs> Their true colors appear. <laughs> so here we are, you know, we're playing Scrabbles and it's getting really heated. And, you know, the pastor said to me, man, I, I hope you, you're looking at her as a potential. <laughs> I like her. And that wasn't enough. 
you know, Stacy Feller is a good friend. At the time, she was a good friend, and uh, she was also putting me under pressure. Man, dude, when are you getting married? And I said, when the right one comes, I said, Stacy, you know, there's a friend of mine that I need you to check out for me. So I called my wife. I said, you know, Stacy's in town. There's a friend of mine. She needs to go to the uh, uh, market, to the mall. And uh, would you be able to escort her? And she said, well, sure, I'll, I'll take Stacy. We picked her up. And Stacy came back with a good report. Guess what? All I have to, I'm saying all of this to say this. I needed their opinion for me to make my decision. I needed what they thought. I needed to hear. Because there are two ways to learn from life. Through your own mistakes, and by that time you may have gone through a divorce. Or through someone else's experience. Someone else who's walked the road before, they're already in Polokwane. They'll tell you, ah, dude, when you get to Pretoria, there's a mist there. Make sure you slow down. Amen? And I would listen to someone who's already in Polokwane, and they're saying, dude, avoid uh, 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 Allendale on your way to Polokwane. Amen? So it's critical that these people that are in your life, they're there for a reason. But if your relationship with them is non-functional, guess what? You may need to consider making those relationships work first because those relationships are critical to helping as an indicator to know whether you're ready for a relationship. Remember, this is a relationship readiness quiz. Amen? So just because you're single does not mean you're ready to mingle. Amen. Yeah, and to add to that, um, again, I say you always learn through observation and investigation. So while Pastor Tafara was sending me to, well, well, not sending me, taking me to see his brother and his sister-in-law, I was observing and doing my own investigation as well. I mean, I was watching to see how is he, how is this guy relating to his brother? Is he rude? Does he respect him? Does he help out in the house? How is he relating to his sister-in-law? Does he value her? Does he appreciate her? Does he compliment her? Is he kind to her? And even when he took me to his pastor, and I didn't know it was his pastor at that point, um, but, nonetheless, but nonetheless, I found out later, and, and I was watching them relate and interact. I mean, he told me this was his friend. Uh, it, does he listen to his friend? Is his friend a, a, a negative influence in his life? Because if he is, I, I don't want to be involved in someone who's going to go, you know, the wrong way. And so I was watching these things. I was watching. Stacy Speller came through. I was watching his interaction. And, and I'd like to put it out there as well, right? So you may have right relationships with your family, with your friends, with those people that matter in your life. But make sure that when you're looking now and you're on the other side and you're looking for your potential partner, how are they reacting? How are they responding right. to the people that are in their lives? That's because right. those really give you clues to how he's going to treat you in a relationship. Right. And those are serious red flags. I mean, if you see behavior that's just not wo- kosher, that's just not right, run. Okay? Because right. we learn through investigation and observing how people um, respond and react with others. Amen. Let's go to number nine. <coughs> and all the single people say amen. Amen. Well, I'm not single. <laughs> but I'll say amen for them. I have effective dating skills. In other words, I know how to date. Yeah. I initiate contact with people I want to meet and disengage from people who are not a match for me. Yeah. I keep my physical and emotional boundaries and balance my heart with my head with potential partners. Now, this one is key, particularly in a city like Johannesburg, where the culture is, you know, you meet someone today, tomorrow you already move in and you start living together. You know, you need to have a balance between your heart and your head. 
you need to know that, guess what? You need to have effective dating skills. Right. Is, uh, dating is not mini marriage or marriage light. <laughs> dating is dating. Dating is the phase where you're still trying to establish friendship. You're still trying to see if there is chemistry. And unfortunately, a lot of people do not have effective dating skills. It's a skill. Amen? A lot of women, in particular, uh, come to us and they say, you know what? I know that I make a good wife. But the problem is when you meet someone, we haven't even gotten to the wife yeah, stage. Or maybe tell them about the stages so, of so, the So the relationship. The, there are four seasons uh, to a successful relationship. There's the dating phase. You know, where you're just still connecting. You want to see if you laugh at the same jokes, you like the same things. Is there chemistry? You know, can we hang out? Can, can we talk? Do I like him? You know, as a person. Amen? And uh, there is, after that, what is called a committed relationship, which is courtship. That's the second stage, where you narrow it down to the two of you, and you're exclusively dating just the two of you at the exclusion of others. And then there is engagement. And brothers always miss this one, particularly us African brothers. We always think when you see she says yes to a committed relationship, you assume that she wants to marry you. Dude, she's still deciding. So you still need to get on your knees and ask her, will you marry me? And let her decide. That's right. That's Instead good. of, you know, please can you talk to your parents and let me know what the that's date right. is. What date? Right. I may not want to be with you. So you need to ask her for a hand in marriage. Amen? And say, will you marry me? And then she'll say, okay, I will marry you. Then you can progress into marriage. Amen? So these are the four seasons. But unfortunately, a lot of people want to act wifey on dating. You know, on dating, I don't need you to wash my clothes. I don't need you to make me coffee. I, I just want to see if we have chemistry. I want to see if we can be friends. You know why? Because our relationship is based on companionship. <laughs> Marriage is coming later. It's going to be based on partnership. Right. But I want to know if I like you first. Do I like you as a person? Or you get on my last nerve all the time. <laughs> and I'm just sticking with it. And it's sad to say almost every wedding that I've attended, when the older people give advice to the young ones, the key word they say is endure. Yeah, it's quite I don't quite need it's to it's endure. Quite sad, actually. If I like the person, there is no endurance. I enjoy the ride. They make it seem like this relationship is an endurance test. (laughs) Just hold on. Just hold on as much as you can. Just suffer (laughs) through this. No, 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 no. I want to enjoy this marriage. So I want to be with someone that I absolutely like, someone who's fun to be around, and someone that I can connect with. And this is why, man, when I was dating, I stayed away from the spooky spiritual type. You know, the ones that are always prophesying, brother, I feel God is calling me to you. Man, I stayed away. I stayed away. Because I wanted someone that I could have fun with. I just wanted a friend. I wanted someone we can go to Sun City and swim without, you know, Holy Ghost is going to be contaminated. You know, the, the, anointing, the anointing may be washed off by, yeah. this, by these waves. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to swim. You know, so I was looking for someone I could be friends That's with. Right. You know, and I stayed away from the spooky. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I'm trying to get a friend. Get someone, 
Here's the thing. Yeah. When you find a friend, yeah. you find someone you can connect with, yeah. marry them. Because you have to be attractive and not very repellent. That's right. You know, you've got to be attractive. Yeah, no, no, you have to be an attraction. Amen. (laughs) Definitely. And look, we get a lot of, um, or at least I work with a lot of um, single women, and and both old and young. And and these are women who've, you know, really just uh, uh, on positions of leadership are successful, are earning lots of money and are, you know, accelerating up that corporate ladder at such a fast pace. And, And despite all this, they, they truly struggle with dating, Pastor. They, they truly struggle because they, they really don't have effective dating skills. And, and so some of the stories I hear um, about their first dates are actually quite hor- horrific. They're actually quite terrifying, right? So, so here's the lady sitting with her man, um, or at least a potential partner, at, at dinner, right? And instead of just dating and connecting and having fun, here's the woman starting to give her five-point plan about what she wants in a man starting to dictate to him that, you know what, I've got three years of this, and I, I, I don't have time to waste. My biological clock is actually ticking, and you need to tell me if you're serious. Tell me, tell me if you're serious, right? And here she is counseling him, giving him a business plan. Business plan at dinner instead of having fun. And, and all she really needs to do is just soften up. This guy doesn't need another boss. He doesn't need to feel like his first date is a job interview. Ladies, ladies. Dating is about having fun, connecting. Bring your best self. Be an attraction. Don't be a repellent. Okay, because many ladies at this stage actually disqualify themselves from even progressing from beyond dating, let alone even getting to the marriage stage. So they are good wives, but unfortunately they never get to the wife because they failed on dating. You get the sense? So they will make a great wife because they are believers. They pray in tongues. They, 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 they worship. They, the they are committed. They are loving. They are forgiving. That's they it. do all of the above. That's but they, for you to get to that stage, unfortunately, you need to be able to create that chemistry and connect with the person. And unfortunately, most of them don't go beyond the dating stage because they have no dating skills. And That's it's right. a skill it. that you have to learn. That's Amen? That's when it. they're going out for bowling, Man, that's an opportunity to learn how to relate to people that don't look like you. Yeah. People that are not from, you know, your own background. Yeah. You know, when, when you hang around with your friends at a bride, it's an opportunity to learn how to just, you know, laugh and have a good time in life. Amen? Because guys are looking for someone that they can have fun with. You know, that they can enjoy with. And ladies, too, they're looking for that's guys right. that, you know, are just not serious and just, oh, that's you know, just... Right. just no, they're looking for someone that they can connect with at a friendship level. That's Amen? Right. That's We're going right. to read the last and, 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 and one. Yeah, I mean, um, Pastor Tafara mentioned something that's actually quite important. So, it's, so this is a skill. Dating is actually a skill. And what we always say is we always want to encourage single men, single women to just, just get some knowledge, right? Some get some good books on dating. I mean, get some tr- tips. Gentlemen, get some tricks. Get some techniques on how to effectively engage and, and enjoy being, a d- being on a date. Uh, yeah, you especially know. Christian brothers. Yeah, yeah, get some tricks. <laughs> and, and, and the best place. Don't say, did it hurt? <laughs> yeah, get, some, when you fell from get some proper tricks, okay? Get some proper tricks. We're tired of this. You're Are an you angel. an angel? No, get some proper tricks. But the best place to learn or to get these tricks or tips or techniques are really in a church setting. 
Look out for couples who are happily married, and there are many in this church. And seek them out. Pursue a mentorship with them. Seek them out and say, you know, how did you do it when you were dating? Give me some tips because I'm really struggling here. I mean, I've had ten dates in the last two months, and I'm really not getting anywhere. I'm willing to learn. Get some skills. Get some knowledge. Get some wisdom. And take your time. (laughs) And don't be spiritual. No spiritual. Guess what? Because if God tells you she's the one, you will also tell her. <laughs> That's true. Amen. Do you realize God can talk to both of you? Yeah, he can. So don't be bringing up this, you know, go, I'm sensing in the Holy Ghost that, <laughs> you know, no, no, that's not going to work. Amen? Going to read the last one. Okay. Now, this one is awesome. Yeah, this one is for I married people, one. too. Yeah, this, this, one is, this one is just awesome. Okay, this one is great. I have effective relationship skills. I understand relationships can maintain closeness and intimacy. I can communicate authentically and assertively. I can negotiate differences positively. I can allow myself to trust and to be vulnerable and can give and receive love without emotional barriers. Yeah, so the real question here is do you have, and this is to every single one of us in here, do you have the necessary skill set to maintain a long-lasting, mutually beneficial relationship. You know, because even, you know, for example, those of you who work, every now and again, your company will send you on a refresher course, you know, to, you know, keep you updated on the current things that are going on so you can stay relevant in your job. Similarly, in your marriage relationship, most guys have, you know, they're still running on Windows 95. Ouch. But we are in 2018. <laughs> They're still saying, you know what? The I love you that I told you when Amen. we were standing at the altar still stands. If it changes, I'll tell you. But it doesn't work like that. Amen? So you need to update your, your, your relationship skills. You need to update your marriage relationship skills. This is why every year we host two seminars uh, for singles and for married people every single year. And I attend, you know, uh, one of those seminars to learn. It's a half-day course, and I'm learning. I'm the pastor of the church, but I attend the seminar to learn how to love my wife better, to learn how to have a relationship skill, to learn how to be updated in the way that I communicate with her, in the way that I, uh, 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 you know, relate with her. What's What's your love language? How do I, you know, make you feel loved? How do I uh, 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 make sure that, you know, our relationship stays uh, uh, closer, that we stay closer, that it doesn't just become about the kids? How do I do that? I also need to go to a place where I'm reminded, hey, dude, you don't talk to your wife this way. You don't do this. You do this. You do this. You don't handle this situation this way. You need to call her and tell her you love her. You need to give her words of affirmation, you know. You need to tell her she looks good. Every time she walks in the house, from the salon with a new hairstyle, oh yeah. man, you need to say oh something. Yeah. That's true. Because every now and again we forget. <laughs> but when I come to that class, they, rem- they remind me. When she goes for a, you know, a, 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 head re- a, a, new, a new hairstyle, she walks in, man, I'm reminded. I'm like, hey, honey, you look beautiful. <laughs> and I can go on and tick that my relationship skills are updated. That's right. And this is why I say some of you are still running on 1995 Windows. So your relationship, some of you have never given your wife a, a compliment uh, since you got married. Yeah. And you don't realize it's a problem. Yeah. 
Because you're like, but I'm providing for them. I'm paying school fees for the kids. Well, that's the marriage. What about the relationship? What about the chemistry? That's what also. about the connection? That's also. What about me? That's, that's what your wife is saying. Because she certainly, she didn't marry you just so you can pay school fees for her kids. She could have had kids with someone else and you would have still paid school fees yeah. without, being uh, without being present. Or she could have paid for school fees herself. She married you because she wanted companionship. And this is why you need to update your relationship skills. That's right. And, and it's funny, we, um, we recognize this in, uh, in the marketplace. We recognize this in our jobs. That, um, you know, if I wanted to, I wanted to up update and refresh my skills, I'm going to have to go on some sort of course. You know, if I want to um, change career paths, I'm probably going to have to go to some course to make sure that I've got the right skills, right? If I want to get promoted, even, if I want to get upgraded and I want to move to the next level in my job and my career, I need to update my skills. I need to go on some sort of course to make sure that I'm relevant. And so we know this in the marketplace. We know this in our jobs. But we fail to actually apply it in our own relationships. And it's, and it's truly, it's really important. And, and I speak for myself personally and Again, with Pastor Tafara, every year we're in that seminar, watching, taking notes, implementing what we've, what we've learned. And, and I, my, my, my personal challenge is that I'm, I'm quick to interrupt uh, when, when Pastor Tafara speaks. And I'm going to tell you a bit of a story here well, you know, before, before I continue. But we went to our daughter's um, parent-teacher uh, evening or event. And this is where the parent gives feedback on how, on how our daughter was doing. And she's doing great in everything, thank the Lord. But there was a big but. <laughs> and, and that's really that she, she likes to interrupt when the teacher speaks. She, you know, when there's a story that's being told, she loves to give running commentary. And, and I really just had to look at Pastor Tafara and say, oh, my word, I really, she's probably gotten that from me. So I really need to do better on this one. And, and I'm willing to learn. I'm very open and willing to learn when it comes to updating myself, upgrading my skills. Okay. And, and, and am I there yet in terms of, in not interrupting when, when someone's talking. I'm not. But I'm most certainly much more advanced and progressed than where I used to be. And so really what I want to leave you this morning is be open to learning. Be willing and ready and hungry to learn in order to grow and to develop your relationship. Because, sure, it, it, you, we need these skills. And it's not something we're just naturally born with. It's something that we have to want to pursue and seek and to develop. And so here at Faithful Church, we're so blessed. We've got an amazing marriage class that's running. And this marriage class isn't actually just for people who are getting married. It's also for people that are in relationships, people who already been married one year, 10 years, 20 years. You're free to join in. You're free yep. to come and learn and develop those skills that you need to really make your relationship or your marriage a great success. Yeah, so your, 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 the marriage class is not, to, uh, is, is not for people who are having marriage challenges. You know, a lot of people think when I ask them, dude, have you signed up for the marriage class? They think I'm saying you have problems in your marriage. That's not what we're saying. You know, you don't take your car in for service when it breaks down. That's well, there's some people who do it, right, but right. it's going to take a whole lot more. You know, when it breaks down on the highway, now you have to call all your friends to bring a tow hitch or yeah, jumper cables. And, but dude, if you had taken that thing for service every 10,000 kilometers, we would not be where we are today. You get what I'm saying? So the marriage class is not for when you're in trouble. The marriage class is so you don't get to a place where you're in trouble. 
So when you come every Monday at 6.30, married people, man, you, they get to deal with a whole lot of topics that you need to be good in. You know, they deal with uh, communication. They deal with how to handle uh, uh, your in-laws together as a team, how to uh, connect, how to uh, uh, keep the romance alive in your, in your family. You know, and there's some homework, there's some things that they're going to give you to do that will definitely help you see some red flags in your marriage before they become catastrophic. Amen? Right. So you can uproot them and, you know, start on a new journey. So I want to encourage those of you who are married, who have not done the class, to make some time. I know they've already covered four topics, but you can still come and learn something. Make some time. Come through every Monday. Man, we're having lots of fun. Come through every Monday. Uh, meet with other couples. And guess what? You'll learn two things, that you're not the only one going through what you're <laughs> going through. You know, we, we all go through. <laughs> and the second thing that you learn is that we're all learning. Yeah. Amen? We're all on a journey, yeah. and we're trying to get to a destination. And these classes are meant for you to update your relationship skills. Amen? Was that good? Yes, Did it help you? Awesome. Man, singles, you need to be careful. Because it's, a, like you said, it's a million times better to be single than for you to be married to the wrong person. Get on the right bus. That's going to the right destination. And as you apply these principles, you trust that God will bring Amen. the right person uh, your way and that God will bless you with a blissful, uh, 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 made-in-heaven marriage. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray quickly and pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for these, your precious sheep. Lord, we thank you for we know you have destined them for a prosperous relationship. You said in your word that you do not intend to harm us, but you have plans and, and plans to prosper us, even in this area of relationship. Father, we know and we believe and we trust that your plans for us are so that we can get into a prosperous, successful, long-lasting, mutually beneficial relationship, marriage relationship that is satisfying and fulfilling for the both people that are involved in it. Father, we thank you that to these, your children, you will begin to bring the right people, the right people along their path. Activate golden connectors. That will introduce them to their future husband, their future wife. That will just support them and bring a friendship to them. And just, just help them uh, uh, connect together and uh, uh, reach their destinies together as a team. Lord, we pray for unity to those who are already married. Father, we speak all the great things that you have instituted in this uh, institution of marriage. Father, we speak blessings over their marriage. Father, we speak unity over their marriage. We speak love. We speak forgiveness. We speak blessings. Lord, we thank you that they will not lack any good thing. Father, that they will not find any need to go and look for stuff outside of their marriage. But, Father, that they will be committed and look for the greatness in their spouse. And just, just, just receive it for themselves. Lord, we thank you and we give you praise in the mighty, matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have prayed and everyone shouted amen. amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight.